found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Well, we made it to a Friday, Matt. Here we are. Here we are, baby. Till end of the week. Mm. And it's um, a day that should warm up, but not uh, not hot. It's not officially hot till you hit so 90. 87 is not hot. No, no. Okay. It's, gotcha. It's not hot till till ninety. Yeah, right, got to hit ninety. Yeah, then it gets hot. Now I do see a low in this forecast, down to forty-seven. Next week. Yeah. Yeah. Down to forty-seven. That's still not as low as I predicted. I don't remember what I said. Didn't I say a? What did I say? I don't remember. We didn't write these yeah, down. I. Our, Because you looked at the history of September. Yeah. And we hit, we hit, um, oh, geez. You okay? Pardon me. Hairball. The Oz hairball. Here we go. Yeah, there you got it. Oh, he got, he's good. I'm better. He's just chewing on a bone. No big deal. My bull of gruel. <laughs> Went down the wrong pipe, apparently. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we didn't write down what our right. predictions were going to be, but we hit, we were in the upper, 30s last year, I think. Yeah. So. Mm. Doggone. I don't know what's happened. You may have to fly alone. I may have to do the show by myself. So even, I guess... You uh, laugh at my own jokes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That'd be very entertaining. That would be. Now this, says we know, has been going on. It says adults are throwing tantrums <laughs> in restaurants, grocery stores, planes... Even at home. And there's always a reason. It's not that you're just being, you know, it's due to the pandemic. Oh, my gosh. Companies that uh, track consumer behavior are observing an unusually high level of crankiness and dissatisfaction. Customer satisfaction is also at the lowest level since 2005. You think people would be excited just to get out and be in the world? But no, no, we got to get out and be angry about everything. That's what Facebook tells me to do: is get out and be mad. I'm supposed to be mad at everything. Gotta be mad. It's all overreaction to everything. It is, and you know, right now there's you know such a shortage of workers that when you go to some place, you know, it may take longer than what you're used to. You just got to be right. You know, the prices may be higher than what you're used to. Yeah. I know. I went by a location this morning that normally would be open. Yeah. When I drove by, it was. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. No dice. Now, the uh, psychologist says. Now, did you stand there and bang on the door? No, this isn't right. It's supposed to be open. I got a senior discount coming. <laughs> <laughs> I pay your wages. Well, he's got to throw that one in there. Uh, <laughs> the psychologist uh, says, when you anticipate something is going to be temporary, you're able to absorb a higher level of stress. When things don't work out as expected, it makes us more prone to be aggressive with ourselves and with one another. So this is the uh, the Dale Al weariness yes. syndrome is what that is. When it's when it's prolonged and every single day we turn into the day. That's why I'm weary. It just never ends. It just 
it just tears you down. So try to be patient if you can. But, um, you know, I actually, the other day, uh, was two days ago, I guess, mm-hmm. I didn't see a line at Sycamore, so I thought, hey, I'll uh, get up there and give me a milkshake. Yeah. And I haven't had anything all year from there. It's always right. busy. Right. And I sat there, and I sat there. Yes. Dawned on me, they aren't hoping. Did you see? <laughs> did you see the banner on the side of the building? It wasn't there anymore. Oh, okay. The service is terrible. Uh, let's see. But you know what, Karen? Karen has told me stories of, you know, she'll go to get our Burger King. Yeah, yeah. And there will be a whopper on the ground outside yeah. and she'll ask about it and people will get mad and throw it at the drive through window. It's like, come on. I'm sorry. I'm not going to waste my whopper. <sighs> okay. Whether it's got the right stuff on it or not. You don't waste a whopper. You know, it, you know I, I, I had this conversation with my, my children okay. and that there's very few things that you can control. One of those is how you react yeah. to certain situations. You know, you can, you you kind of have that ability to choose when something happens. Yes. Throwing whoppers at the drive-through window is probably not the way to go. I just don't get people. I don't either. I've been very angry before before all this ever happened. Right. And it's simply because the person was cutting me off. Okay. I wasn't done with my order. Forward. It just. Uh, but I want pull forward. <laughs> but I just want pull forward. I could, That's exactly. I could see how that would anger you. What it was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> this uh, an incident unfolded at Juliana's Pizza. <laughs> When a group of customers was approached by staff members and told to leave after they allegedly did not show proof of vaccination. So you're refusing to serve us? Are you refusing to serve us? So so you're going to enforce segregation because we just told you that we're religiously exempt. I never told you any of that. I I would never tell you that. I would never say that. I would never say that. You don't have to leave. If you have the flyer, you have the flyer that you're supposed to put into your, your window, right? Okay, go and read it. Go and read it. Go and read it. And, and you tell me we're not leaving. Well, I'm not leaving. You guys can leave. I'm not leaving. And I'm presuming it goes on and on. Yes. But that that's the kind of stuff you go into now, too. And it's like, I, I don't know, man. I just... Uh, and you wonder why I stay at home rocking in a corner. No doubt. Man. Just, hey, this says that, uh, well, it's 630. Yeah, we got we we a break here. We got a break. But uh, turkey shopping's underway. Is it really? Yeah. So. Wow. <laughs> Makes sense because we're still, what, uh, over a month away from from Halloween. That's right. So, I well, watched, uh, a, uh, watched a dude <laughs> yesterday speaking of that. 
I was a rural king yeah. with a Prime House Direct. Okay. And I watched this guy, and he was buying some pumpkins. And he had to, I bet, it, <laughs> they were like bigger than watermelons. I mean, just okay, gigantic sure. pumpkins. He was struggling trying to get him to his car. <laughs> you know, you can make two trips. You can, you can get a cart. I mean, that's. <laughs> so he was pumpkin shopping. Yeah. Right. You know, they're, they're slick on the outside. Yeah. They're, you know. <laughs> You'd have to have a mighty hand if you wanted to hold it by its stem. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. He had them like, you know. You know, Popeye forearms. Yes, yes. But he had them under his arms okay. trying to carry him, and it was... There may have been a bag involved, too. Like, he was carrying a bag and trying to... Did he make it? I think so. Okay. I think so. I kind of lost track of him, but I think so. We'll check news now with Karen. This is Tidbits. thinking about Matt, it was uh, Francoisville, where oh, I Prince, was. Francoisville. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one that's close to 65, Francoisville. <laughs> well, we're, we're talking about Francisville, Indiana, and you thought it was close to 65. Yeah, we, got, I, we got a text that came in, it's like, it just said, it's not close to 65. <laughs> and it's like, I love our listeners, they just, you're wrong, that's <laughs> Don't, don't give us what we're looking for. Just you're wrong. If these festivals and so forth were dependent upon our directions, oh my gosh, they would uh, they would never get any visitors. No, they wouldn't. You know, <laughs> no, I don't know. But all right, give me give me give me one second here. My laptop still thinks I'm in Kokomo. That's funny. All right, um, you're thinking of Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, Reynolds. Yeah. That's what you're. That's where Tri County is. Yeah, is Reynolds. Yeah. So many cities, so many towns, right. burgs, villages. <laughs> it's hard to remember them all. So anyway, we've got you pretty well on track on how to get to Francisville. Of course, the majority of you probably already knew. Okay, that's right. Matt and I are the only ones that really are out there. And wait, okay, I'm wrong. All right, I'm wrong. It's not Reynolds. It's Wolcott. That's it. Wolcott. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't go out far enough. It's Wolcott. Okay. And then Remington is also... So Remington and Wolcott both kind of close to 65. Supermarkets are already buying turkeys for Thanksgiving due to the supply chain challenges. Mm. Supermarket executives said they have secured many holiday staples after ordering more products such as stuffing and gravy from a wider range of brands than usual. <laughs> See, D&M Enterprises with gravy. Yeah, yeah. They, they say that they're <laughs> buying goods early to make sure that they get many products, as many as possible, from suppliers ahead of the holidays. But they're also warning that consumers may not find every brand, flavor, or size of food they want for their Thanksgiving and Christmas meals. So you're going to get Jolly Green Jimmy green beans this year. <laughs> His motto, he, he, he. Uh, And shoppers may also we see. we got a flutter small turkey. <laughs> shoppers may also 
see a higher holiday shopping bills, of course. Yeah, of course. As stores pass down cost increases in transportation, labor, and commodities. <laughs> Just see all these off brand. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So be ready for that. You guys go with a big old turkey. What do you guys do? What do we do? You have turkey and ham. Some places, uh, some families do that. Uh, back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. Back in the day. Okay. When mom and dad were younger. Yeah. We would, mom would roast one in the oven. Okay. That'd be like a 22 pounder, right? The big one. The big one. Yeah. My dad would either smoke one, like a 15 pounder. Yeah. He would put it in the smoker, okay. which was awesome. Yeah. And, or we deep fry one. Yeah. Or we'd throw a ham in the smoker. Now, you had a deep fried turkey experience at the facilities here at this radio mm-hmm. station years ago, right? Yeah, I brought my, I actually, I brought my parents in, and my yeah. dad deep fried one on the sidewalk yeah. out here. That was a long time ago. That was like. Seems like it was just five years ago to me. That may have been my wife and I's like first Thanksgiving when we were dating. So that would have been 19 years ago. <laughs> Do you, you remember Matt? Just- Bill's like, that was like three years ago, right? No. But I do remember that, you know, so at least I didn't forget. Here's a 100-year-old woman, 101 in fact, in Maine, that's still hauling lobsters with no plans to stop. She's a lobster woman. She started trapping lobsters when she was just eight years old. In 1928. 1928. She's been doing lobsters since then. Wow. She now catches lobsters using a boat that once belonged to her late husband and bears her own name, the Virginia. She said she has no intention to stop, but she is concerned about the health of Maine's lobster population, which she said is subject to heavy fishing pressures these days. Which wow. Well, there's a lot of people eating lobster. I don't know how we've been able to supply everybody. It's like, you know, lobster, lobster. Oh, I know. It's everywhere, man. But she's still out there on the old boat. Can you farm lobster? I suppose you probably could. They do trout and stuff like that. But, right. You know, right. So I would think. Do we need to have a DNM lobster farm? Yeah. <laughs> We'd probably end up with crawdad-sized. Probably, you know, probably. Or we could get into the illegal trade of Venus flytraps. Oh, there you go. Black market Venus flytraps. Yeah, there we go. A quarter a plant. Yes. Well worth federal prosecution. <laughs> we had this story several weeks ago. Guy got busted with like, how many? It was like 37 plants. It was like $4.80. In illegal Venus flytraps. He's going to the big house. <laughs> oh, what, this, a, what a crime. What a crime. This says adults age 50 to 69 are most likely to report long COVID. Researchers studied 26,000 people who tested positive and questioned whether they experienced any of 12 specific symptoms at weekly and later monthly intervals for up to one year. 
They found adults 50 through 69 reported the highest rates of lasting symptoms, with 12.5% reporting symptoms four to eight weeks post-infection, and 5.8% reporting symptoms 12 to 16 weeks after infection. Hmm. And, it, and, wow. and sometimes you talk to some and they say, man, that was, yeah. you know, it was a long time for them. Right, yeah. right. Now, this says uh, this would be easy for folks. So you could do this. Is that salad good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vaccines. <laughs> could one day enter your body through a salad instead of an injection? A salad. <laughs> so you could trick your buddy that you've had debates over that won't yeah. get the vaccine. Right. And that's when you do. Is that, oh. is that salad good? Oh. <laughs> he would definitely defriend you then. <laughs> And that is a terrible way to do stuff, but right. <clears throat> we've both experienced it. Yeah. Researcher work, uh, they're working on ways to grow edible plants that carry the same medications as an RNA vaccine. They're testing the approach with spinach and lettuce, and they have long-term goals of people growing it in their own garden. I like spinach. I like lettuce. There you go. I wouldn't have a problem consuming that. Would you get too much, though? How do you know what's enough? That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Some things need to be discovered here before, you know. And plus, you know, it's, isn't it, isn't it good for your body to get attacked so you can build up immune system? I mean, isn't that? That's what we always heard, right? right. I don't know, man. We just, uh, we continue on plugging along. Here's a Kentucky man who fired multiple gunshots out of a hotel window, then told police he was shooting at aliens. Samuel Riddle opened fire at an unnamed hotel, causing an evacuation, of course. Turns out he was convicted as a felon and in possession of two handguns and a semi-automatic rifle. He told the police that he observed aliens in the parking lot and was shooting at them. Oh, my gosh. Thank goodness nobody was injured. Right. Here's a uh, couple of workers in North Carolina stuck in a bucket lift after it malfunctioned. That'd be my luck. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. The two workers (laughs) doing maintenance on a church steeple Mm -hmm. when they got stuck high up in the air in the bucket lift. Firefighters were called in to the scene. They were able to get the lift working again and lower the fellows to the ground safely. I suppose if you're accustomed to that, maybe it wouldn't bother you. But I'd be up there just as an experiment. Come on, take a ride. <laughs> and then yeah. oh, shorts out. And it's I'd freak. Yeah. A snake knocked out power for an entire town in North Carolina. <laughs> More than, see, the creeps, the, they're creepy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're so bad they want to take your power. <laughs> More than 1,400 customers were without electricity. After the snake came into contact with equipment at a substation, sparking a fire, the uh, fire did damage uh, to the substation and power was restored later on. No word on the snake's condition. I presume he's roasted. I would imagine, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> And uh, that'll do it. I guess so we'll end with the uh, sneaky snake that uh, cut the power in North Carolina. All right, then. We got zebras. Okay, we do have some zebras. We have here. zebras that escaped. 
Oh, boy. All right, let's They were that. in Wisconsin. Okay, let's Captured after being spotted wandering down a road. Let's check in. Oh, my God, there's literally zebras walking down the road. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. What in the actual? I'm on an African safari in a garbage truck. Good Lord. I'm right outside of Seymour. There's a couple of zebras walking down the middle of the road. And if you think I'm kidding, I'm not. <laughs> now, you got to love them. They're from Wisconsin, and the accent's there. It is. It is. Here's well, there's the, zebras walking down the road. Would you look at that? Here's the uh, sheriff's office, Nathan Borman. <laughs> well, it's not the first exotic animal call we've ever gotten. Uh, every once in a while, you get something different. Uh, but, yeah, having a garbage truck driver call you and say, well, there's two zebras in the road is a bit unusual. <laughs> you never know, man. When you're in that line of work, you never know. When the phone rings, you never know what it's going to be. <laughs> but how... Much would that wake you up when you see zebras? Last thing you expect. No doubt. You know, so no doubt. There you go, Matt. All right. Have a good weekend. Hey, you too. All right. All right, see you. See you, pal. No, I said see you. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.